service continues on the front page of our booklet. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and blessed be his kingdom now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. The music for the Gloria is found on the service sheet in the pocket behind, on the back of each pew. God, you declare your almighty power, chiefly in showing mercy and pity. Grant us the fullness of your grace, that we, running to obtain your promises, may become partakers of your heavenly treasure, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated for the reading. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord in the 10th year of King Zedekiah of Judah, which was the 18th year of Nebuchadrezzar. At that time, the army of the king of Babylon was besieging Jerusalem, and the prophet Jeremiah was confined in the court of the guard that was in the palace of the king of Judah, where King Zedekiah of Judah had confined him. Jeremiah said, The word of the Lord came to me. Hanamel, son of your uncle Shalom, is going to come to you and say, 
buy my field that is at Anathoth, for the right of redemption by purchase is yours. Then my cousin Hanamel came to me in the court of the guard in accordance with the word of the Lord and said to me, buy my field that is at Anathoth in the land of Benjamin, for the right of possession and redemption is yours. Buy it for yourself. Then I knew that this was the word of the Lord. And I bought the field at Anathoth from my cousin Hanamel and weighed out the money to him, 17 shekels of silver. I signed the deed, sealed it, got witnesses, and weighed the money on scales. Then I took the sealed deed of purchase containing the terms and conditions and the open copy, and I gave the deed of purchase to Baruch, son of Neriah, son of Maaseiah, in the presence of my cousin Hanamel, in the presence of the witnesses who signed the deed of purchase, and in the presence of all the Judeans who were sitting in the court of the guard. In their presence, I charged Baruch, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, take these deeds, both this sealed deed of purchase and this open deed, and put them in an earthenware jar, in order that they may last for a long time. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, houses and fields and vineyards shall again be bought in this land. The word of the Lord. A reading from Paul's first letter to Timothy. Of course there is great gain in godliness combined with contentment. 
For we have brought nothing into the world so that we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with these. But those who want to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, and in their eagerness to be rich, some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pains. But as for you, man of God, shun all this. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you are called and for which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. In the presence of God, who gives life to all things, and of Jesus Christ, who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession, I charge you to keep the commandment without spot or blame until the manifestation of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he will bring about at the right time. He who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings, and Lord of lords. It is he alone who has immortality and dwells in unapproachable light, whom no one has ever seen or can see. To him be honor and eternal dominion. Amen. As for those who in the present age are rich, command them not to be haughty or to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but rather on God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, generous and ready to share, thus storing up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for the future, so that they may take hold of the life that really is life. The word of the Lord. Gospel hymn this morning is hymn 552. We'll sing the first two verses prior to the reading of the gospel, the third and fourth after. I invite everyone to please stand and join in singing hymn 552, found in our blue hymnal.
Jesus said, There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who longed to satisfy his hunger with what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs would come and lick his sores. The poor man died and was carried away by the angels to be with Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was being tormented, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. He called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in agony in these flames. But Abraham said, Child, remember that during your lifetime you received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner evil things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. Besides all this, between you and us a great chasm has been fixed, so that those who might want to pass from here to you cannot do so. And so no one can cross from there to us. He said, Then, Father, I beg you to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may warn them that they will not also come into this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. They should listen to them. He said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to him, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. the gate lay a poor man named Lazarus. Lazarus outside looking in. In this world of ours, century upon century, and even yet today, 
Lazarus can represent people everywhere laying at the gate. He can represent people on the outside looking in, looking over and trying to look over the barriers that keep them out. Injustice and unlove built the barriers. Injustice and unlove maintain the barriers. There are still so many, there are still too many at the gate, hungering after the fullness of life, on the outside looking in. Actually, when the world listens to, really listens to, the message of Jesus the Christ, the world will understand finally that no one, no one should be on the outside looking in. But let's humbly confess that the church of Jesus the Christ also helped to build the barriers. Over the centuries and even today, the closed minds and hearts, the narrow minds and hearts, even of some who claim to be followers of Jesus the Christ, help to build and maintain these barriers. The world rightly rejoices, and we rejoice at the good and the beauty we have created. And yet, in our world, even among some who call themselves Christians, there are barriers still in place. We have to see that there are too many, like Lazarus, who sadly still lay at the gate. And for us who follow Jesus the Christ, we, most of all, have to see and should feel, should feel that our world such as it is, is not the will of God our Father. Thinking about our world such as it is, I thought of an American writer of the 19th century who in a poem offered once this poetic comment. For all sad words, of tongue or pen, the saddest are these, it might have been. For all sad words of tongue or pen, the saddest are these, it might have been. Who are still outside, laying at the gate, looking in? Who even today, even yet, are looking over the barrier or trying to look over a barrier, who over the centuries, who even today, have been and are on the outside looking in. First, the poor. The poor are out there. The immigrants, the millions who do not share in the Earth's bounty, who do not share in the world's possibilities, 
they are all around us. Jesus remarked that the poor we will have always with us, but he certainly did not mean that such is the way it is because such is the will of God. Who doesn't know better than that? Who else is out there looking in? Women, more than half of the human family. Gratefully, the world and the church have come a long way in understanding that Adam and Eve were created equal. Those who have ears to hear and eyes to see are coming to understand what Jesus himself, by his word and example, taught about women. We have come a long way in tearing down the barriers that kept women on the outside. And yet, and yet, in our world, even in the church in some of its parts, it is still sadly too true that women are seen as second-class citizens and even second-class believers. Who else is out there laying at the gate? Those who make the world work. We still have to ask, are those who make the world work, the construction workers, factory workers, waiters, waitresses, teachers, nurses, the store clerks, the postal clerks, are they paid fairly? Are they treated fairly? Who else is out there looking in, still looking in? All those who are different, different color, different culture, different race. Even today, isn't this the whole basis of how governments and politicians and people see and don't see the immigrants who come looking for a better life, a life that is her every right? Who else is out there? Our Jewish sisters and brothers, the first to hear the word of God. The world and the church and the churches have come a good way to embrace the Jew as our sister and brother. And yet, and yet, anti-Semitism continues to raise its ugly face and violent fist. Who else is out there? Who else is out there at the gate? Our gay and lesbian and transgender sisters and brothers in Europe 18 countries recognize same-sex marriage. Same-sex marriage is the law of the land here in the USA. And yet, and yet, there still remains the barrier of insult, disrespect, discrimination, and even violence against these sisters and brothers of ours. Who else is out there? at the gate. The disabled, the handicapped, enlightened laws at last do provide for these sisters and brothers. And yet, and yet, we have to ask, have these laws gone far enough? Have these laws enlightened minds and opened hearts? Who else is out there at the gate? The aged, 
or seniors in this world of ours, have people really learned that age is not about the date on your birth certificate? Have people learned that the date on a birth certificate does not mean to diminish older people's dignity and their place, their role in our world? Who else is out there? Who else is out there laying at the gate? Who else? We who follow Jesus the Christ believe, we preach, God is love. But what does God is love mean if and when it does not mean the gate is open to all our sisters and brothers, all our sisters and brothers? What does God is love mean if and when people's embrace, if and when even our embrace is not as wide as God's? What does made in the image of God mean if and when any of us does not see God's image in each and every one who faces the barriers the world has built and even the church in some way helped to build? We Christians worship a God who put on the cloak of human weakness, a refugee God, a scarred God, a God sacrificed to political necessity in front of a crowd claiming to serve justice, the law, and the common good. We worship God in the flesh who taught and showed the world that mercy is the new justice, that mercy is the true law, and universal mercy is the common good. We follow him, and we are called, most of all, to teach and show the world what he did. Above all else, we believe in the with us God, Emmanuel, who empowers us by his indwelling spirit to heal, to redeem, to make up for what might have been the with us God who empowers us to overcome all things, even the darker angels of our nature, and empowers us to make all things new. We are a resurrection people, called to break down every barrier, every wall, so that no one, no one has any barriers to face, so that no one is any longer laying at the gate. This is the Christian calling, and we also believe this is the world's calling. This is our country's calling. And above all else, we are called, we are called to tell this to the world, to our everyday world, in great ways, in small ways, by word and example, in whatever way we can. O oh God of unchangeable power and eternal light, look upon this world of ours and upon our country and upon the church in all its parts. And by the working of your providence in us and through each of us, 
by the light and power of your indwelling spirit, let us see and let the whole world know that things which were cast down are being raised up and that all things are being brought to their perfection by him through whom all things were made, your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please stand and join me in affirming our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church, we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the church and for the world. Grant, Almighty God, that all who confess your name may be united in your truth, live together in your love, and reveal your glory in the world. Lord, in your mercy. Guide the people of this land and of all nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. Lord, in your mercy. Give us all a reverence for the earth as your own creation, that we may use its resources rightly in the service of others and to your honor and glory. Lord, in your mercy. Bless all those whose lives are closely linked with ours, and grant that we may serve Christ in them and love one another as he loves us. Lord, in your mercy, comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles and bring them the joy of your salvation. Lord, in your mercy. We commend to your mercy all who have died, especially John Piccioni, and, with, and your will for them may be fulfilled. And we pray that we may share with all your saints in your eternal kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. In our parish cycle of prayer, we pray for Andrew, Janessa, and Anna Kent, Marge Kearns, and Bernadette Kerr. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, we pray for St. Michael's, Bristol. 
Lord, in your mercy. Before I give the final concluding collect, I do ask your prayers for all who live in harm's way. We pray especially for those who've been affected by Storm Fiona. We pray for those who are seeking refuge from violence in their homelands. And let us continue to pray for those who are starving due to droughts and storms. Hasten, O Father, the coming of your kingdom, and grant that we, your servants, who now live by faith, may with joy behold your Son at his coming in glorious majesty, even Jesus Christ, our only mediator and advocate. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your name, amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life, amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us. Please be seated. One correction, I was told that I said I went to Josh's funeral. No, I went to his wedding this weekend. Totally different event, but um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there may have been a Freudian slip in there. I don't know, but we'll go from there. But let the record show I went to his wedding this weekend, which was marvelous. Uh, thank you again to Father Rufino for another wonderful homily this morning. And um, in your bulletins this morning, there is a card, and I have it in my book as well, that looks like this. If you'll notice, on the front of it, there's a new discussion group being formed, and it's being formed by Father Rafino. Many topics on there, topics that you can choose to look at, and Father, do you want to talk a little bit about it? I just want to say that uh, if we get together, when we get together, we would look at not just the topics that I offered, but anything that you might like to talk about. And the second thing is, I would really like to try to do this live rather than Zoom. I mean, I really think the connection face to face 
is really important. So if and when it happens, and I hope it will happen, and I'll be looking for your input uh, to make it happen, but if and when it happens, I'm looking forward to being together uh, in, in these discussions. Um, I don't give out my phone number, by the way. Let me tell you why. <laughs> because technologically, I'm an ignoramus. That means if you sent me a voicemail or a text or something on my phone, I wouldn't get it because I don't know how to do it. Okay? I only communicate in two ways, email or live phone calls. So please, let me know by email or let the office know if you're interested in, and when it would be most convenient for you to gather with us and for these discussions. Thank you, Father. So that's on one side. And actually, if you are interested, Take a moment, check off what times are convenient, and put your name on it, and just put it right in the offering plate, and that's the most efficient way to communicate. On the other side, you're going to find there are two major events coming before us. The first is next weekend. At this time, if you're looking for a quiet, solemn service, it will not be next week at this time. Come to 8 o'clock. Next week is the blessing of the animals. You're invited to bring whatever fur baby you have that you wish to have blessed. Every animal gets its own blessing and we brought up. Uh, Drake will be presiding. He's put the service together. It should be a wonderful, fun time. Please invite friends. We have advertised at the two pet stores and at the dog park. Uh, if you are bringing a pet or know someone who is, please make sure they are either well-leashed or contained in a pet carrier. That's all we ask and that it will take place right in here because David needs to thoroughly clean the cushions and the pews afterwards. So uh, it always gives us a good opportunity for spring cleaning. The other major event coming up is an opportunity for us to show our solidarity with our brothers and sisters at Congregation Beth David. As a result of our last joint service in May, they have put together a beach cleanup day, and that will take place on Columbus Day, October 10th, from 1030 to 12. There's information on our, your sheet. There's also a sign-up sheet on the table right by the um, hand sanitizing machine. So please take a moment, sign up to be part of it. It should be a wonderful morning. We always have a great time together. And this especially is a good time to show solidarity. Uh, the rabbi and I this week are getting together to talk about writing a letter to the town council. They have planned a meeting for the evening before Rosh Hashanah, which is actually the start of Rosh Hashanah, and a major topic to be di discussed. And despite being informed of what that night is, the town council decided to go ahead and um, hold the meeting anyway. So rabbi and I will be putting a joint letter together, reminding them of when high holidays are and asking them to be mindful in their scheduling of important meetings and events here in town. So here's an opportunity for us as a congregation to join forces with our friends with whom we have a 33 plus year relationship. Also it's not contained here, well actually it all is contained here, but to look at we need help, especially with coffee hour each week. It's going to get easier. We're going to start having coffee hour in the parish hall, not next week, but the week after. But we are always looking for 
coffee hour hostesses, it's not hard to do. We will pair you with somebody who knows what they're doing. But there is a sign up in the back of the church, along with all other lay ministers. I don't know if you've noticed, but Drake's a little lonely this morning. Even though he's got Father Rufino right next to him, we don't have our second chalice bearer. We don't have acolytes. Um, so um, we got to find people to keep Drake company because he gets very lonely. So please take a moment and sign up to be a lay Eucharistic minister slash chalice bearer. We train on the job to help out with reading. It's nothing more than public speaking or to help with coffee hour or as an usher or even in the choir. All sorts of places to help out. And then finally this morning, we have to say goodbye once again for the winter because she's flying away after a season of wonderful concerts. So we say farewell for now to Jody DeSalvo and thank her for all the music she's brought to St. Peter's this summer. So thank you. I think I've covered everything. <laughs> I'm at note, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and a good and joyful thing to give you thanks, all holy God, source of light and fountain of mercy. For you are the source of light and life. You made us in your image and called us to do life in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Therefore, joining with angels and archangels and with the faithful of every generation, we lift our voices with all creation as we sing. of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for you and for all for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. 
remembering his death and resurrection, we now present to you from your creation this bread and this wine. By your Holy Spirit, may they be for us the body and blood of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Grant that we who share these gifts may be filled with the Holy Spirit and live as Christ's body in the world. Bring us into the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Peter, our patron, and all your saints, past, present, and yet to come, we may praise your name forever. Through Christ, and with Christ, and in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, to you be honor, glory, and praise, forever and ever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia, Christ, our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Let us pray. God of abundance, you have fed us with the bread of life and cup of salvation. You have united us with Christ and one another, and you have made us one with all your people in heaven and on earth. Now send us forth in the power of your spirit that we may proclaim your redeeming love to the world and continue forever in the risen life of Christ our Savior. Amen. Would you please give If you'll suffer with me, after 13 years in Italy, I say, La benedizione di Dio, Padre, Figlio, Spirito Santo, che scende su di tutti voi e vi ramanga sempre. Amen.